I just realized that I had this gift and I would look at people and all of a sudden they'd just start releasing energy. Welcome to the New Age Sage Podcast, where you come to free your mind from all the things that keep you in suffering. Today's guest is Carolyn Osuna. She is a master healer who is incredibly powerful. You will learn all about how to heal yourself and clear all the stuff locking you from accomplishing your dreams. Please like and subscribe. Thank you so much. All right, Carolyn, uh, welcome. I'm curious about your work. I see a lot of amazing events you do. What are you focused on in this healing world? What's your mission? Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me on in this incredible studio. This is like amazing. I've never seen anything like this. Um, what I uh, do is I've been healing for about 10 years now. Um, and about, can I tell you how I started? Is that Go for okay? it. I want to hear your whole story. Yeah? Give me all, all the details. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, so I was 30 years old and um, I was working a nine to five job that I just really hated. And um, I felt stuck and I didn't know where to turn. And I actually, I was like ready to like just call it quits. Like I literally at that point was looking up bridges to look off of, like doing the research. And um, I was just in so much pain. Um, and a question I asked myself was, there has to be more to life than this. Mm-hmm. And um, in that moment, like I, I felt like I had a flashback and I, I had a child at the time. I have, a, I have a, a kid and I just felt that pain of like if I left. And then um. By divine grace, I I felt like this energy come over me. It was this healing energy. I don't know what it was, but I looked up self-development events and I ended up going to one. I took out a $5,000 loan. I only had $36 in the bank. I didn't care. And um, I went to this event and almost overnight, uh, I quit smoking, quit my job. And when I came home, my husband left my seven-year-old and I. So my entire life that I had spent 10 years building fell apart in less than a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I remember feeling like I never want anyone to go through this pain. And there was a decision that I made. And um, for your people listening, I think um, our decisions are obviously really important. But this one decision I made, I think I relate my success to most. Um, and that is I was, when my husband left me, I was living in my sister's basement at the time. And I remember I wanted to be successful so bad. And I wanted to show my kid that you can do anything. It's mm-hmm. possible. And um, in that moment, I made a decision that I was going to be successful, that I wasn't going to live in my sister's basement. And I always attribute that one moment that I made that decision, not when I got the cars or the dream home or the events or the clients or the actual outside success. I attribute uh, my success in that moment when I made that decision that I was going to be successful for my kid and for myself and that I was going to help people not experience the same pain I was going to go through mm-hmm. or at least process it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where it all started with just tremendous pain and wanting to help people um, through their own pain and, and heal the world. And so I, I started actually working with some of the uh, top healers around the world. <laughs> uh, it was like, you know, when you make that decision, it's almost like um, invisible forces open up to help you. I'm not sure if you've ever had that happen yeah, where things yeah. just yeah. open up. Um, and that's what happened. So, yeah, I, I do this healing technique and energy work where we work on your lineage and past patterns and programs because it's all programmed into you. Most people are living a life where they didn't consciously choose the programs and patterns that are happening to them. And so to become aware, oh, wow, I'm doing this or, oh, wow, I have these patterns of lack and finances and I keep repeating a pattern over and over again or, hey, this 
uh, this relationship reminds me of something. Most of your romantic relationships now are um, examples of your relationship with your parents from earlier that you're trying to heal. Yeah. And so we really dive into all of that and we really help you um, integrate no programs into your body so you can actually start living a life um, that where you're not suffering. You're, you're really you make a you're good understanding. Point. How do you do that? Because it's one thing to you know have ideas or see a PowerPoint and listen to something in your head, but how do you actually get those those codes, those messages into the body. How do you actually like get the internal system up level? It's easy to, to understand things, right? Most people are smart. They can memorize things, read a book. How do you make the body match the mind? That's the hardest thing to do in my in my opinion. So how do you, you do that? You're, you're really spot on when you say that. That's a great question to ask. And so one of the things that my husband does is he does a technique where he does light touches to your spine. Um, it, it's a technique where it creates a wave through your body, which naturally starts to organize your body. I don't do that same technique as my husband, but um, I share that because he's at every event with me and our energy works really go uh, hand in hand. Uh, for me, what I do, um, I, it's I basically place my hands on your body and energy starts to come up to the surface. So if you're in my space and you feel safe with me, your body will naturally start to heal. Mm-hmm. And natu- when you're in the space of somebody who is conscious and present, they start to pick up those same downloads you do. Even as I'm talking to you right now, you can can you feel the energy increase just a little bit as I focus on certain things? It's like just, it's very finite, but um, how I do it is everybody has this cord, this thread connected to the top of their crown. I mean, this is just energy work. You can Google any of this stuff, but you have a, a thread connected to their crown all the way to the heavens. And this isn't like woo-woo. This is everyone has this spiritual cord. And if you're a spiritual person, your cord is very thick. If you're not a spiritual person, um, uh, person, it's it's like a spiderweb thread. So what I help people do is expand that thread so they can see clearly. Um, if you're not seeing through the lens of your spirit or your soul, you're seeing through the lens of wounds and, and, and your mind and lack, and then you can't see the opportunities that are all around you. Th- that's why this work is so powerful for me. Literally, people listening right now may have a tremendous amount of opportunities all around them, but they can't feel or experience of it because they're blocking it out. It's and so I get excited because it's like, hey, where's my opportunity? Where's my opportunity? It's like it's like right in front of you, and and that's what I realized for myself. And I've done certain things where, um, I you know I, I talk about decisions and inspiration and really listening to that guidance. And um, there was a, a moment that um, I had. Uh, can I tell you about it? That because this is directly connected to the energy work. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a moment that I had, and I want to talk about this because I, one of my mentors says the secret to living is giving. And um, I experienced something at an event before where someone uh, raised their hand and they, they said that uh, children were being trafficked. And um, the speaker at the event had actually said, uh, well, I want to buy these children. I want to help them get out of slavery. And uh, the woman said, well, it's $10,000 per child. And something amazing happened. Um, uh, someone stood up in the crowd and they said, I want to save a child. And this is back in 2016 when I, I didn't yet have the multi-million dollar healing business or any of the things I had. Um, you know, I was still starting my business and building, um, but people started to stand up and they, about a hundred people stood up and said, I want to save a child. It, 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 it broke my heart wide open that these people were just giving this money to save this child. And I wanted to save a child so bad. It was a moment that is like ingrained in me that helped me process this energy work. Um, and I, I 
didn't know it at the time how much this moment would change the rest of my life. But um, I at this event, there were hula hoops and games and all this. You had teams. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to be a, a really good hula hooper. And I grabbed a hula hoop and I went online on my Facebook page and I, I said, help me save a child for 10K because I didn't have the money at the time. And um, I started hula hooping. And I hula hooped for two hours and my feet were hurting. My stomach was hurting. I was crying, but I wasn't crying because of the pain of like hula hooping for two hours. I was crying because it was nothing compared to what a kid go that goes through sex trafficking would have to do. And um, something like magical and miraculous happened. This man came up to me and he said, why are you crying? I was like, well, I raised 6K. People were giving me money at the event. And I was like, but I'm still 4K away from saving a child. And he reached into his pocket and he said, and we were in Las Vegas at this business event. And he said, I just happened to have four $1,000 chips on me that I was about to go pay my healer with. And he's like, not only am I going to help you save a child, but I'm going to go take you to see this healer. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was... It was like something shifted in me. It was like it wasn't about me anymore. It was about it was about helping others. And I realized how much the universe, God, source, the energy field around you is trying to support and help you. And we got to save a child in that moment. And um, that was the moment I got to go see this healer. And he ended up becoming my partner. Mm-hmm. And I ended up partnering with these top healers in the world that like Gwyneth Paltrow gets worked on them. Like some of the top speakers in the world get worked on these healers. And I got to be partners with them. And that's actually how I also met my husband. And so from that one event where I wanted to save a child, this is what I'm talking about, inspiration. This is what I'm talking about, following the signs, following your guidance. This is energy work that we're talking about. If anyone's listening right now, they're getting energy work done on them right now in this moment. And this is where you start to follow the signs in your life and you start to listen to your soul and not the wounded version of yourself. There, there's a different life and there's a different energetic version available to you when your soul is guiding you and not your wounds, not your lack, not your doubt. But when you step into this place where it's just like you want to serve the world, you want to help the world, something else takes over. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a moment that uh, I I attribute to my success and, and how I do energy work and how I listen to the signs. What do you think leads to attracting signs? There's one thing to be able to see them, but what, what should, we, should we be doing as human beings to actually be able to attract them, like attract those kinds of moments, attract synchronicities. Like what are things we should be doing as people to be put in positions to attract kind of spiritual communication in a way to, to lead us to a higher expression of self? Do you want to get, get oh, what I'm saying? Oh, I absolutely understand what you're saying. So those are two great questions. I'm going to give you two answers. One, if you're not doing silent meditation every day, please start doing it. Even if you just take the first third, most people can't do silent meditation. They close their eyes and they're like, I'm just sitting here. But on a cellular level, something quite magical is happening within them. And so if you start just doing a few minutes each day of silent meditation and you start, I I have this thing, it's called witness consciousness. And basically what you do is you just witness your thoughts and you don't get involved with the mind. The mind is like a Tasmanian devil. It would jump the fence. Think about it right now. When you go to meditate, your mind's like, oh, my tire needs air. I have to pee. My leg itches. Like all these thoughts will come up. Your job is to witness your thoughts. The more that you can be in witness consciousness, the more you're available to soul and spirit. Because there's a difference between your energy when you're in the mind and you're absorbed in your thoughts. That's where anxiety, doubt, all those things come up. And there's a difference when you're in soul space. Soul soul spaces, that's where the synchronicities happen. And the more you appreciate 
the more you appreciate each, each synchronicity. I mean, it can be the smallest thing. It can be someone who you're having a bad day and they give you a warm smile and you mm -hmm. kind of feel like they care about you. And yeah. then there's like uh, all of a sudden there's a love available to you that wasn't available before. Love is constantly trying to find its way to us. Like grace is pouring onto us right now. Um, and, and what we're doing is as human beings, we don't realize how powerful we are and we block it out. We block it out with our beliefs, our past programs and our past patterns. And the way that you can start is awareness. Awareness isn't the only step. You need more than that. After the awareness comes the action, right? Um, you can be aware that you're overeating and you're emotionally eating, but it's the action step that comes after it. That aha moment isn't when the actual change happens. It's the action that happens right after the awareness. Mm -hmm. And when you say, you know what? I'm not going to emotionally eat this time. I'm going to actually feel what's coming up for me. Why do I feel so empty within that I have to fill myself with food to feel better right now? Why do I feel like, not saying that your listeners, but why do I have to go on social media and um, overindulge in that? Or why do I have to do these things to make myself feel better? Right. There, there's a different way that you start to live your life uh, when you access consciousness, when you access presence, when you access spirit. And so that's what I, I help people tap into. And then all of a sudden they're different fathers. They're different mothers. They're different. Um, they're different people. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden when you're in a fight with your spouse or you're in a fight with someone, all of a sudden you stop defending and you start loving them. And then because when two people fight, it's not their spirits fighting. It's their egos. It's it's let me keep my perspectives because I'm so afraid to let them go. Right. Yeah. And so with this, the incredible thing is, is once you stop defending and you start loving the paradox is they naturally see your perspective, too. I'll give you one thing that would help everyone in all communications. Um, and I've studied with, you know, uh, Chris Voss has spoken at my events, FBI negotiator. Like, I've, I've worked with some of the best communication experts on the planet. And one of the things that they talk about is our ability to validate people without agreeing. I don't think people use that enough. I can validate you without agreeing with you. You know what I mean? But too many people are are trying to push their perspective of the way they see the world onto others. Why can't they understand me? Why don't they see it the way I see it? Because they haven't had the past experiences you had. They, they see the lens through the different world. So when you're fighting with someone, realize you're not fighting with an adult. I've, uh, you're, you're literally fighting with a child. I see grown men who are 45, 50 years old uh, doing the silent treatment, throwing tantrums, and they're doing these things because it's literally a childlike consciousness coming to the surface in an adult body. Yeah. And, and so we can change that, though. We can heal through understanding and through seeing that this is just a, oh, okay, this person is in a childlike version. So instead of going into my own little girl wounded versions, how can I go into a more nurturing version that could heal us both in this moment? The, re the current relationship your audience has right now in their life are there to heal them. Every single relationship. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so divinely woven together. I get excited about it because I know how life-changing it is when you start to see beyond. And you're like, wow, like there's no way this could have been, you know, this puzzle could have been put together like this. Like, And then you can't see it in the beginning. But, you know, when I was going through into my divorce... It was so painful when my ex left me. Like I, I felt like such a failure as a mom, as a wife, just like a to like I'm living in my sister. Like I was living in my sister's basement. Now I live in a gorgeous home, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm sharing this because it was so painful. But I didn't know that my life was falling apart. So something better could come together. I didn't have the consciousness yet. 
And so I use this uh, example, if you don't mind, and I, I think it will kind of uh, trigger some people, but I think it's 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 really important. One of the reasons people don't heal or they say, I'm not ready, is they don't have the consciousness to understand what that change would bring to them. So if you can imagine a, a, a parent changing a, a baby's dirty diaper, the, the baby isn't like, oh, thank you for changing my diaper. It's cold. It's wet. It's naked. It's like, hey, it's crying. It's screaming. It's not like saying thank you. But then when it's all clean, what does the baby do? It's all happy and stuff. So I believe as adults, we have these energetic diapers of like old energy, old beliefs, limiting beliefs, and God will come in and try to change that diaper for us. But we don't know. So we kick and scream. So I always say, you can go kicking and screaming, um, you know, towards your soul, towards the directions, or you can just relax into it. And then start to do like witness, start to actually see beyond, start to get connected with that energy, start to let that energy guide you. And then all of a sudden life becomes much more fluid, much more flexible and much less rigid and scary. Yeah. So you have paranoia where it's the universe. Paranoia is that everything's out to get you. Paranoia is that the universe has got your back. Everything is for you in a way. Everything, oh, is, sure. everything is being done for you. How can, how can someone shift to that way of thinking? Even I think um, where I struggle, my ego struggles personally to, to throw myself out there is that Please do. when things aren't going my way, when, you know, my, my ego's conception of what I think should be going my way, you know, number of success, whatever, maybe relationship stuff, when it's not going my way, I'll then start to get mad in some way, frustrated, or my, a toddler in me will be like, ah, fuck the world, everything's not going my way, and then I, it's hard for me to, to cultivate faith when everything I think is my, it should be my way is not my way. In those moments, or people, when everything's not going their way per se. When, when it's easy to have faith when things are happening, right? When you see the numbers everywhere, when you have the lover come in, when you make the money, when things aren't going your way, how can you still have faith and trust? How can you still believe that something's supporting you? Mm, what a beautiful question. In that moment, how could if you were touching touch back then when you were in that moment of frustration, like what would you tell a person like that to believe to have faith when they can't see it? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first, I'll say this. It's easy when everything's going your way, like you're saying, to be in a good state of being, to be in a good uh, uh, energy, right? It's harder when things aren't going your way. That's when your character truly shines. And it's a practice. So I, everyone listening, it's a practice. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to overreact. You're going to do things. But it's coming back to that moment. Um, do you know what a samskara is? So basically, a samskara is an old energy within you that hasn't yet been processed. So let's say your dad yelled at you when you were a kid and you weren't he was like, don't you cry. Don't you make a noise? Like if he's talking to you like that, when you were a kid, you learned suppression, right? You didn't learn to actually fully experience your emotions. So your brain, you're so intelligent. We are so intelligent. It's trying to actually process that trauma. And when it feels you're ready, when it feels your nervous system relaxed enough and resourced enough, it'll start bringing up your samskaras. So old energy to be processed so you can get the wisdom and gifts of it. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to say to your people. When things aren't going your way, get excited. Because that means it's like you're you're in the desert and you're an archaeologist and you're digging into yourself and you're about to find ancient treasure. And you're about to take those traumas and you're about to turn them into treasures. And that's where people don't understand that those traumas that you're resisting, those that energy, that pain that you're resisting feeling by reaching outwards for something to take that pain away is the very pain that would change you. There's this um, thing I, I, I've heard about where if the pain isn't there, when people change is when the pain gets great enough, right? But there's a space in between where the pain's 
not that great, you know, and it's it's like there's that little space in between. That's a dangerous place to be because people can get stuck there for years. They can settle in relationship. It's not that bad, right? They can, you know, settle in their jobs. It's not that bad, right? And that's a dangerous place to be in. So that's why in our life, sometimes God will turn up the heat and the pain will get really great. And then we'll make that change. We'll lose the weight. We'll, we'll quit the job and find something that's truly making our soul feel alive. And we have the ambition to go start something new, to fail, to have disappointment, to have rejection. If you're going to be successful, those are all things you're going to need to to feel. So basically, uh, one of the things you do is get excited when things start not to go your way. I know that's counterintuitive. I know that that's, but uh, I had something happen the other day that wasn't going my way. And I, I swear I was, it was like all my projection and victimization and blame came to the surface. And I was like, how could that person do that? I felt so betrayed. And then I stopped and I got on the floor and I placed my hand on my chest because when you lay down on the floor and you put your knees up, uh, basically your spine is in a position where it feels safe enough to process. You're, it's like you're grounding, you're self-locating. What, what's, can you describe it a little more? What's the position? I, I can literally get into it now if you want me you to. Can, it won't come on camera. Uh, we'll come on, yeah, yeah. So basically you're just, your knees are up like this and, and you're, you're like this and you're, but you're laying down. Okay, cool. Okay. And so you're, and you're taking a deep breath in and out and, um, and, I'll just go into it if that's okay. I'll just show you really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, is that okay? Just, course, it'll just yeah. take a minute. So um, I'm thinking of that person that I felt really betrayed by and it had nothing to do with them on the outside and it was bringing up my energy to be processed and my Sam scars and I was like, what is this really about? What energy is really trying to be released? And I went into it and what came up was sometimes I just really feel like I'm not enough. At times I feel like I'm not enough. At times... I feel like I'm a failure. And then these parts of me get to be acknowledged. These little girl versions of myself that didn't get the love, that felt neglected. And then she, she, I get that wisdom from those versions of myself and I become more whole. It's literally like the cells in my body that were so polarized. Because the only reason you have uh, contradictions within yourself is because the cells are polarized. So you need your cells to communicate with each other. And to do that, you need integration. You need to be validated. Those parts of me that feel like I'm not enough, it has nothing to do with that person outside of me. I don't take anything in my life personally. And if I do, I stop and I practice. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking this personally. What well, Sam Scar is trying to be released. Oh, let me get excited. This is this is a treasure within myself. Let me just really appreciate all versions of myself instead of the versions that I like. What if I appreciated all my versions, my selfish version? What if I was really authentic with my just self? And I and I was like, hey, you know what? Sometimes I feel really alone. I feel really misunderstood. You start to validate those versions and then they don't take over your life anymore. Validation is so underrated in our world. Just it doesn't mean it's true. I'm enough, but I'm not enough. It's like I'm both. You are both. We're not enough. We're enough. We're good. We're bad. It's like it's like we have all these different versions, parts you like, parts you don't like, and they're all you. And when you can realize that, I'm telling you, uh, there's a judgment that stops happening within you. Because if you keep running towards, oh, I'm a good person, I'm good, let me take actions that are good, let me be nice, let me be a people pleaser, let me do this, you'll be running like a tiger is chasing you for the rest of your life. I don't want people's bodies to be in that fight or flight position. So really to calm your nervous system down, you need to be able to accept all parts of you and that takes practice. So as soon as things don't go your way, I, I would imagine that it's God dressed in drag, the person in front of you, right in front of you, trying to give you a gift worth millions. So that's my suggestion to people out there. It's amazing. I wanted to move more into something that I struggle with as well is um, 
like you said, I think to be healed, we have to accept ourselves fully, we have to accept all of us, all parts of us with, with love. How can we actually accept the parts of us that are that have caused damage for so long, that, that cause us so much pain? To right. others or to self? To ourselves, right? Like certain sides of ourselves, that certain loops of thinking or certain uh, some scars from when we were younger. Yeah. Like how can we... So for me, I, I've been doing this work intensely for... I mean, I'm young, 24, but I'm doing it about three years pretty intensely, super intensely. And there's parts of me... I, I used to think that some parts of us I cleared, but some just won't go away. And I think there's some... Beauty, I think there's some part of me that needs that side of me for something that there's that, that there's some egoistic side of me that exists for a reason that i can't delete it i can't just like nu- nu- nuclear bomb it so when we have these sides of ourselves that are inevitable whether it be you know egoistic side a selfish side how can we not hate those sides when they're when they're hurting us so much how can we love them what, what's that process look like what does that process look like of loving the sides of ourselves that we don't like so that's a wonderful question Hate is just a container for a tremendous amount of love. It's just energy trying to move through you. That I, I can assure you, anyone who's hurting themselves or another human being, it's they're just deeply unconscious in that moment. They're not they're not present. Someone who think about someone who's hitting their wife or or hitting their child. They're they're not conscious in that moment. What do you think they're fighting for? They're fighting to keep their perspectives. They're fighting for their significance. They're fighting so they don't have to feel the pain that's within them. So the answer to that question is you stop fighting the hate. <laughs> and you start becoming one with it. Like realizing there's nothing wrong with that version of you. Like bring that version within. Like like imagine if you had like a bunch of versions within you. I had this experience once. My husband was doing energy work on me. And I felt like there was a hundred versions of me and they all had bats. Because I had all these thoughts, like, have you ever, you're talking about beating yourself up with your thoughts, right? You're talking about not punishing ourselves anymore. And as a society, as a culture, we have learned this pattern of punishing ourselves. So within ourselves, we have this judge, we have the victim, we have the jury, and we're just constantly going in the circle, right? Um, And we're punishing others and we're punishing ourselves. To end self-punishment, you have to start to bring those versions close and actually have a conversations with them. Like meaning like, okay, at times I just hate myself. Exactly. I mean, I know this sounds like it's so simple. You're like, Carolyn, this is really simple. No, you don't understand. When these versions feel seen and understood, they don't try to take the wheel anymore because you're getting the signs. You're getting the lessons. The heat doesn't have to be turned up because you can consciously start to change um, at will, right? Or... God can turn up the heat on you in your life. And that's when breakups happens. That's when you lose your job. That's when things take place and you're like, what happened? I'm, I don't know what happened, right? Well, you're on present, so you can't. But there was many signs along the way that got you to where you're going. Yeah. Um, and, and so that hate that at times that we all feel, every person on this earth has that side of them that beats themselves up at times, that doesn't want to forgive, that doesn't want to let go. Um, but the only reason that you're doing that is because that's a learned program from childhood. That's a that's a learned pattern that you punish yourself. You saw your mom do it or you saw your dad do it. You saw someone that you respected do it and you said, that's how we process energy. Mm-hmm. You have to actually relearn that it's okay to make mistakes. I work with people who are, you know, uh, sometimes they're multimillionaires and, 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 like they they're successful they have wonderful relationships they are so hard on themselves they can't stop beating themselves up and until we start doing this energy work where they start to really connect with that version okay who's really beating yourself up okay you go in and then you say oh wait a second that's my dad beating me up from when i was a kid and it kind of turned into myself 
oh, okay, that was like my bully. I know this sounds super crazy, but you can have experiences from when you're in fourth grade or fifth grade or seventh grade or a bully, and it can literally, that samskara can stay stored in your body. And then all of a sudden you're in a, a communication with your spouse and it comes up and you're like, oh, I just feel so disrespected right now. Or I feel so unloved right now. And all that energy will come up. And that's, I, I like to say, I joke with my following and my clients where I'm like, you got to let it burn like Usher. You gotta let that, <laughs> you gotta let it burn and it is gonna burn. It is gonna hurt you. It, it Sometimes it'll actually feel like uh, your heart, it, like almost like a heart attack because what's happening is your 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 heart is actually opening and closing. Listen to me now. I, I know some of you won't agree with me, but it doesn't matter. There's never a good reason to close your heart. I don't, I, look, I've been abused. I, I've been like really hurt. Like I'm talking about beat with belts, like really hurt. And Closing my heart has only ever led to pain. Closing your heart will only ever lead to pain. Closing your heart with that hate inside stores it inside. So then you're living in a cage. And then we decorate our cages. We're like, no, I'm fine. And you like decorate your cage and you're like, and you're decorating it with like, no one understands me. They don't get it. And then what you do is you isolate yourself more and more and more from people in the world. And that's how hate starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like this monster and you're like, man, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm so burned out. Or man, I don't know. I'm just so stressed out. I can't. And it's like, well, you're not processing the energy that needs to move through you. In that moment, when, yeah. when you have a trigger from the past and you can recognize it, what's a step? You just, you just feel it. That's it. You just, you just be I know. Present, be I know. It, it's, it. it's just that. Like the trigger comes up and you just, you just sit there. You're going to have to feel the emotion. It. It's not. It. So, so your thinking mind is going to try to find, oh, let me think about this because, yeah. it, because you're, di we're addicted to mind energy. Mm -hmm. We, we, need, we need to be more feeling, less thinking, right? And, and that means if you, if you felt more, if we, because your emotions are like delicious desserts from God, they hold so much wisdom if you don't drown in them. Listen to me carefully. I, I keep looking up like I'm like, listen to me carefully, all who are, <laughs> so but it's like um, you, our ability to be able to not drown in our emotions, because I see this, if you stay any more, if you're crying for more than five minutes, you're not feeling the emotion. You're in a story and an illusion. So when you when we process energy, you got five minutes to feel it. Normally, it'll if you're really feeling it, it can go through in a minute. I can get through in thirty seconds, right? Like, oh god, sometimes I just feel like I'm not enough. Ugh. And I I actually like even just saying that I can feel energy coming up in my system. I know that if people just place their hand palm over palm on their heart and you start to feel that, you'll literally feel like a chakra or an energy center open up. This is your spiritual heart. You have a spiritual heart and it holds a lot of wisdom. You get a lot of energy down here. This is where we go when we uh, don't want to experience our anger, don't want to experience our sadness. It all gets stuck right here. So sometimes I'll do like little energy processes where I work on people and I actually help pull it out. And as I'm pulling the energy out, people will actually start to scream. They'll feel nauseous. They'll feel the emotion. They'll, they'll have repressed memories come up. It's really incredible. So getting a healer or guide, I think, is a really important step to to help you with the samskaras, when, to help when you, did you process discover, the energy. discover you could do that kind of stuff. You had that gift. Well, I was working with some of the top healers in the world. I mean, these are the people that are backstage. I, I don't want to say any names, but they're backstage behind some of the top self-development people in the world working on them. And they were my partners. And so I was around them for four or five years at events every single month, learning from them, being their partners. And then I just realized that I had this gift and I would look at people and all of a sudden they'd just start releasing energy. Right now, like uh, when you come into my event, obviously you have made a commitment to me and, and, and I've made a commitment to you that I'm going to help you process your energy. So people will just come to me like 
grown men, they'll just immediately start crying. They're like, I have no idea why I'm crying. They're like, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, no, this is our agreement. Like when you're in this, I, I remember I said in the beginning, when you're in the space of someone who is not in judgment of you and not in judgment of themselves and they're with you and they're present, something takes place. It's something sacred. It's something reverent. Get around people who are present. Uh, because when we're around people who are not present, who are wounded, who are lost in their thoughts, lost in the mind, it can get really lonely. So I seek people who need support, who need that help, and then I get them to be present in their body and they get to feel everything they've been resisting. And then all of a sudden I had one lady come to my event. She loses 40 pounds after the event. The other guy uh, goes from six to seven figures. Uh, the one guy saved his marriage. So, so why I'm sharing all this is... Um, you can practice this by yourself, but getting a guide can really support you. And I believe everyone is a healer. That's just my belief. Everyone has gifts. And when you get around healers, when you get around people who are accessing these spiritual gifts, remember I told you about that thread that's always connected. You can Google this. You can look it up. Um, but it's basically this the spiritual cord between your crown and the heavens. Um, and, and, and basically, the thicker the cord, the more spiritual access you have energy to. So you have access to gifts. And you're able to see things on people's body. Like, oh, okay. Uh, like, if someone is walking, I can tell whether they've been abused or not. Because you're, like, if uh, someone's tailbone is tucked, it, it's kind of like, as a child, they were kind of talked to like they were a dog made to feel really shameful. So their tailbone are tucked under. Mm -hmm. So they'll kind of walk with like this. You can tell by the way their spine is what has happened to them in their life. It's... It's extraordinary. Um, and so I, I read people. I, I read their energy. And when people let me in, I'm, I'm able to do that. But how you start practicing energy work on yourself is, like I said, get. I do this five minutes a day. It's self-location where, like, you lay on the ground and you find yourself in space and time. It's like you're becoming totally in the present. You have something sturdy and safe like a wood or even carpet. But I, I, I lay on my wood floors and I just really drop in and I really get connected and I start letting anything anything come up to the surface like okay man at times I just feel like even if because here's the thing you could be living this great relationship great reality but there's a part of you that still feels in love from childhood that's trying to be released mm -hmm. and it feels so safe that it gets to show that little girl or little boy version to this person because you feel safe with them and that's where you have to have an agreement the number one key to keeping a relationship together is this it's when you guys make a decision to grow together. You make a decision. It's not just about the sex. It's not just about meeting needs. I'm going to grow with you. And that means we're going to fight sometimes. That means we're going to go through. That means my little girl is going to come up. Your little boy is going to come up. And when they come up, we're going to do our best to love each other. Mm -hmm. And you make this commitment. Um, you make this commitment to yourself. Even right now, everyone can make a decision that they're going to stop avoiding and they're going to start feeling. I'm telling you, if you just started to feel your emotions, if you become present, you'll know. I, 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 it'll, it'll just be like this practice of like, man, I, I feel really disappointed because most people, you know what they're doing? Avoidant optimism. So let's just say they don't get the job. They don't get the girl. They don't get the guy. They're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's great. No, you're not. You're disappointed. So just feel disappointed for a second. But what we do is we don't do that. We reach for all these good feeling thoughts because we judge these feelings as good and these feelings as bad. But there's wisdom in this. There is no good or bad, right? If someone's attacking someone that you love, aren't isn't your anger going to come up? Aren't you going to protect them? Yes. So anger is not bad. <laughs> it's just you you don't drown in it. You let it process through you. These are so so it's like learning to use your emotions as a guide and not to drown in them because most people, they either drown in their emotions or they don't feel them at all. The paradox, right? It's like a pendulum swinging. They don't, they sh completely shut down or they overly feel and they're like childlike, right? And so 
it'll come into balance. I promise. The pendulum will swing. You'll feel resistance because your body, as you start to release the samskaras, you might feel resistance. It's like your your nervous system has held on to this energy for so long that you don't know who you'll be when you release this old pain. I am not the same person I was in 2014. Mm -hmm. I am so much stronger. I have a new husband. In fact, when I met my husband, this is how magical this work is. He proposed to me after a week, a week of knowing me. I looked at my husband. And I was like, I've been looking for you for 33 years. And I said, you want to come out to my hotel room for some pizza? <laughs> He's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but it was just like we knew. And then a week later he proposed. And this is how magical it becomes. And then the it's, it's like, like everyone that has been in my life has just been like, oh, yeah, we're supposed it's like life becomes so much easier when you stop making it so hard. Most people, you have these beliefs in your life and you almost want to prove your beliefs right. Like think about a jealous spouse. They're like, are you cheating on me? And they and they're they're like and then the the as sooner or later, the spouse is like, geez, well, I guess I better. You're like putting all this projection onto me. So you have to find somebody who doesn't get entrained by others. Here's what this means. When you when we're in the space of each other, either you're influencing me or I'm influencing you. And you can influence me to think you're an amazing person. You're an amazing soul. You're helping so many people with your podcast. And that's how I see you as just this wonderful human being. And I appreciate so much for having me on. Or I can or or if you're feeling um, thoughts that are are uh, like you're thinking really negative thoughts or judgmental thoughts about yourself, you'll entrain me. If someone's not conscious, if they're not present, you'll entrain me to treat you like that. Mm -hmm. Let me say this very carefully. We get people to judge us for what we judge ourselves for. That's how powerful we are. And when you start to realize that, oh, my gosh, it is like it's so life changing when you start to have these loving thoughts like you're literally your thought patterns start to change and you're and, and all of a sudden your thoughts don't hold as much weight as they do like if I have everyone think right now I am love think that thought I am love so you can change your thoughts you can direct and guide your thoughts so it's a practice though you have 60,000 thoughts that you think every single day you're going on autopilot 30,000 times a day you go on autopilot you might have gone on autopilot right now as I'm talking so what I'm saying is we have to practice it's a it's a conscious thing that you make a commitment to everyone listening to this right now can make a commitment to practicing presence to practicing consciousness to to witnessing and really starting to get connected to the blessings and synchronicities that are available to them right now yeah, what should we be doing to attract that um amazing romantic partner to attract that amazing job like what's the what's your take on manifestation because i've been thinking i have some not issues that i just don't understand it fully right because i yeah. think that for me it's like yeah i do believe it works i do believe in law of attraction i do believe our thoughts attract things like you said but what I have an issue with is sometimes I think if the I, me, the ego is trying to create something, how could I know more than the universe? Like, how could I know more about my future or what I want to bring in than, than what's outside of me? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I, what's, what's your take on manifestation? How do, you, how do you manage that idea of, like, someone thinking that I have to be this? Like, do they really know that? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? I'm going to give you a break to digest all this amazing information. And in this break, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you.
I have this thing that I tell my clients about, and it's um, I, I heard it once from Matthew Hussey, but I kind of took it and I rearranged it for myself for manifestation. He talks about it in relationships. I talk about it in manifestation. A bliss point is like, you know, when you're eating a chip and you find that salt and sweety one and you just need one more and you keep having another. It's like a Pringle, right? You can't just have one Pringle. You want more. It's like that in in that way, they call it like this bliss point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think in manifestation, you can have this bliss point. And this is where you understand that you are the creator of your reality and you create accordingly. You said, how do I know what I want in my future? How I created the future I'm living now is I felt it before it happened. And I, I saw me and my partner together a thousand times before he came into my life. Like you saw how he looked and stuff? You knew how he looked? I didn't know how he looked. You felt the energy. I closed my eyes and I imagined his soul. Like I imagined a light being in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I I wrote it down. I wrote down what I wanted. I wanted a man who could do energy work and not just energy, any energy work. He had to be like a doctor. He had to be someone who was extraordinary and um he is and i found him and all of a sudden it was it was it was so interesting because as we're talking i was like oh my god i know you and he's like i'm a doctor of this i do energy work i'm like oh my god i'm like checking off my list everything this guy has but you know it was interesting uh the first three days i was in my husband's space we met in an event and the first three days i was in my husband's space i felt so much resistance i i literally so i met a monk in india who told me as soon as i sent my divorce papers within two weeks my soulmate would show up Mm -hmm. and I was like so nervous I was like oh my I waited two I was so scared I waited two years to send my divorce papers (laughs) and so I sent them right before I went to this event and then I meet this guy and I'm like no way I'm like this isn't like I'm like I'm I'm thinking to my I'm like I don't and I I went as far to even say I got the mic and I was talking I was sharing and I was like I, I, I was like, I'm not ready to meet my soulmate and my soulmate is not in this room. Everyone's like, what is she talking? Like, I, I felt so much energy towards him, but for the first three days, I couldn't see it. So why I'm sharing this right now with your listeners is there's opportunities in your life right now. There's people in your life that you might not be able to see opportunities for abundance, for finance. I, I, I'm going to leave this uh, or I'll tell you this. And if everyone listens to me on this, it'll be game changing. Make a bold request this week. Meaning reach out to someone that you like or reach out to someone that you has a huge following or, or, or that's way above where you think that you could go because they're going to say yes. Or, and if they say no, be okay with it. But I get prepared for people to say yes. And that's how I work with, like, I'm uh, Joseph McClendon is one of the top uh, uh, psychologists in the world. I work with him. He's a neuroscientist, like, incredible people. Master Stephen Coe. Like, I'm working with all these incredible people because I made a bold request. Because I didn't put myself low. Most people, what they do is they put people on a pedestal and they put themselves low. And But it's we're humans. Look, whether I, uh, ha, you know, am here or, you know, uh, sharing to a group of 2000 people or 100,000 people. I'm me. Um, and, and I know that I have gifts to share just as much as these other people do. So I don't put myself on a pedestal and, um, and I make bold requests in my life. And the bold requests is what led to me and my husband being together. How do you overcome the fear of no? Oh, how do you overcome the fear of no? You just have to, the samskaras are going to come up, yeah. right? So we're running from the samskaras. Remember I was telling you, like a tiger's chasing you. That's how most people live their life. And so I um, I make two or three bold requests a week. So I get, I normally, so I just asked uh, the creator of Laughing Yoga to come on to, I, have a, I do these inner circle calls weekly, and, and and he said yes. And and then I asked uh uh, you know, Dr. D. Martini, he said yes. And then I asked this guy, he said yes. And then I got like four notes. Energetically, what are you thinking like, before you send the request? Is it like they're going to say yes? Per- that I'm amazing. This person is going to say yes, but I'm okay with them saying no. Okay. Meaning I- I'll feel, I'm not afraid to feel rejection. 
Mm-hmm. Most people are terrified to feel disappointment and the rejection, so they shoot real low yes. in their lives. Yeah. And you do the same thing in relationships. You shoot real low. And that's when I told you there's this there's this spot in relationships, in your job, in your health, where you can get, it's not that bad, right? It's okay. I'm not that overweight. I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, the sex is okay. <laughs> like, it's like, man, you can find someone that's extraordinary in your life. You don't have to listen to these cultural things. It it's literally comes down to programming yourself. Right now, everyone listening has programs and patterns that they're following that they didn't even consciously choose. They have programs around money. They have beliefs and thoughts around money, and that guides them towards what they make or what they don't make. They have uh, programs in relationship, whether they're open to love or not open to love, or how you get treated in that relationship. Does this make sense? So, um, so one of the things that I say that you can call in a new partner. I'll give you three steps right now. Write down what you want in a in, in someone, and then don't deviate that from yourself. So, if you want someone who's loyal, you be loyal yourself. If you want someone who shows up for you, show up for other people. If you want someone who is kind and loving, be kind and loving yourself. Write down all and then start to get into the vibration of them already being here. Because let me tell you this, and this is going to blow people's mind. You're going you're gonna to get the soulmate. You're going to get the job. You're going to get the money. You're going to get the things you want. And you're still going to be you. It is not that outside manifestation that is ever going to make you happy. Look, I, I've... I've made multi multi-millions dollars. I have a soulmate that rocks my world. I have dream clients. I have a dream life. But that's not what makes me happy. In fact, you could have all those things and feel totally empty at the end of it. And uh, one of my mentors says that uh, the ultimate fail- failure is success without fulfillment. And so I believe in my soul that you have to really be happy along that journey. Even if you don't have your soulmate yet, even if you don't have your dream business yet, even if you haven't done this yet, it's a practice. But but I'm only here for so long. So this moment right now is the most important moment that I'm living with you right now, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like we are having a sacred moment right now. This moment will never come again. And I, I think that if we start to look at life like that, we can live extraordinary lives. We can bring reverence to this. Um, people only go into those states of being of boredom or, or unpresence because they're afraid. They're afraid to be truly present in their body. They're afraid to really, they're afraid of their gifts, right? What did uh, Miriam Williams say? It's our light, not our darkness that scares us the most. Yep. And, and, and you will face darkness. And it's when you don't make that hate wrong, when you don't make that darkness wrong, when you're just like, you know what? You're right. I have a part that's selfish. You know what? You're right. I have a part that does this. And you can start to admit it because most people, when they think they have these parts, what do they do? They make a meaning about it that they're wrong or they're a terrible person or that they they make these meanings that don't serve them. Stop making meanings when you make mistakes. <laughs> Stop making meanings when something happens. Like make meanings that serve you, that make you come alive to life. You know what? You're right. I did make up mistakes. I lied. I'm so sorry. Let me make up for it. I'll, I'm going to practice. I'll be better mm-hmm. next time. You see, it's a difference. So opening yourself up to love in relationships, opening yourself up to abundance in business, opening yourself up to a healthy uh, body that is that is blooming, right? It's like manifestation is, if you think about a flower, a flower doesn't uproot and chase the bee. What does a flower do? It just chills. It blooms. <laughs> a flower blooms and the bee comes to it. That's how the bliss point works. That's how manifestation works. You gotta feel the way you're gonna feel when it comes before it's ever happened. That prayer, I say this prayer, it's so simple, literally two words. Um, and, and I'll share an ancient prayer that I use anytime that hate comes up. This is what I say. It's really simple. 
um, the two word prayer I say is just thank you. Like I act like it's already done. Like before I send that request that to people that have like a lot of followers, I'll just say, thank you. It's already done. And I'm, I get a big smile on my face like this because when I smile, listen, we're so like our brains, as soon as I make this smile on my face, your brain actually starts to think you're feeling better and you're feeling well. And so it sends a signal to my body. Hey, she's happy. Let's send off this chemical to heal her. Right. Because do you, do you want to know what real spirituality, the foundation of all spirituality, you want to be closer to God and spirituality than you've ever been? Find your joy. Find your happiness. That's where God is. The people that are the happiest and most joyful are the closest to God. And so our ability to be able to, but most people, like if you were a kid and you weren't allowed to express yourself either in joy or anger, that's going to be hard for you to fully express your joy. It's going to take practice. It's going to take time being around people who are in their body expressing themselves, feeling it. So uh, you feeling your future, that that's the biggest manifestation key. And I'll, I'll share this prayer with you. And I, and I pray that everyone uses this because it's the most life-changing prayer I've ever heard. It's called the Ho'oponopono. Have you heard of it? It's going to change your life. It's four simple sentences. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. This simple prayer was created by Dr. Lynn Howe. And basically what he did is he went into the psychiatric ward and the patients were biting doctors. They were acting up and they, they brought him in. They said, can you please help us? He healed an entire ward of psychiatric patients without ever seeing any of them. You know what he did? He grabbed their file. He placed his hands over their file and he said to the divine, he said, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And all of a sudden, within a week, patients stopped biting the doctors and nurses. They were kinder. They were more conscious. It, they had to shut it down a year later because everyone in the ward was healed. So why I'm sharing this with you, it's, a, it's called the Ho'oponopono prayer. And it's something that I use in my 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 practice. And, and, and what and, context are you using it in? Like, when do you use the prayer? So let me give you an example. Let's just say I have someone on my table who wasn't allowed to feel as a kid. Yep. And so let's say they're on their table and you can feel all their tension coming up. To, like you literally feel all the energy coming up to their back. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to feel. This means I'm about to be beaten. All the stuff is going on. And I can just by touching their body, I can say, oh, they're thinking this. They're oh, they're in this phase. Like I, you can feel it where they're at. And so then I go over to them and I, I start to say within myself, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And I'm saying I'm saying I'm sorry for humanity. I will. I will. I think that. Sometimes souls use other people when they can't physically say it, they'll use another soul. So if a mom can't say I'm sorry to her daughter in the physical world, her soul will have someone else coming into it. So at my events, I might go up to someone. Uh, let's just say um, I had this one guy at my events once and his mom used to throw plates at him, like totally beat him. And I went up to him and I just said, I'm so sorry. And I acted like his mom. I was like, I'm really sorry. And he lost, like he was just bawling his stare. It was so healing for him. It changed his life forever. Mm -hmm. Changed his relationship with his wife. Cause now he's not judging his wife. Now he's not acting like a little boy. Now there's not, he literally can grow up into a man now because he let go of that resentment towards his mom. His mom never had to do anything. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? So so this prayer, though, it doesn't have to be, no one has to do it on you. You can literally, so when that hate comes up, you could say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Say it as a mantra. You can meditate on it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. 
Thank you. And you're not saying it to any one person. Very important to understand. You're saying it to the vine. You're like, please clear this program and pattern. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive my lineage. Please forgive my culture. Please forgive me. Um, I love you. I, I truly love you. I'm connected to source, to soul, to spirit. And, and that spirit can clear and cleanse energy like that. Thank you. It's healed. Remember I told you how thank you? Those two words, thank mm -hmm. you, is one of the most powerful prayers I say. I can't tell you how many people I have healed with that prayer. I've healed people's hearing. I've, I've, I've uh, women who couldn't get pregnant, I've helped them get pregnant. Um, you know, like there's so many different things that this prayer will work on so they can start using it in their life right away. Uh, it's, it, it, it works really quickly. Like if you have a disagreement with someone or you're mad at someone, uh, I'll give you this one exercise. This is, this is really amazing. Um, so anytime you feel negative energy towards someone or anytime you're feeling, have you ever felt that from someone? You just get bad vibes or you feel negative thoughts around them. So what's happening is an energy drain, uh, energy. Like when we leave here, I'll cleanse my energy. Not that there's anything wrong. Just I cleanse my energy all the time. And so, uh, even if it's beautiful energy, I just, I just clean myself. And so the thing is, is when you're feeling that energy, it just means the cord, the thread between you and that person has become uh, dirty, I like to say. So like clouded with judgment, with illusions, with all past programs, patterns. And so you imagine golden light going to them. So I place my hands up and I imagine, oh, this is a really powerful exercise. So guys, only... Uh, only do this like if you really want to change your life and if you really want to get some connection. It's going to bring up some stuff. You might feel nauseous when you do this. Just it, you're healing. <laughs> and so uh, you imagine golden light coming down your crown, coming down your arms and out through your palms. And you see that person right in front of you and you send them golden light. They'll stop taking energy from you. They'll stop draining you of energy because you're sending, you're getting connected into source. You're allowing that golden light to come through you, down through your hands, into that person. And you're sending them beautiful golden light. And then all of a sudden that cord is cleared and you won't feel the same about them anymore. And I use that prayer too. I'm like, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And then I remember that everybody's doing the best that they can based on their make and model of the world. It's not personal to you. That person who cut you off in traffic, not personal to you. That boss who said something to you that you didn't like, not personal. That woman who said something to broke your heart, not personal to you. Not, and, and that's a hard concept to take that it's not personal to you because most people see the world uh, as the world is attacking them, but the world is never attacking you. It's always you attacking you. Mm. Yeah. They, they did this thing, this study where, um, I, I know this sounds nuts, but people who have angry thoughts get attacked more than people who don't, which means if you're a really angry person, you literally, like they've done a tremendous amount of studies on this, you call angry people to you who, who then uh, attack you. So if you start thinking more loving thoughts in your life, and, and, and remember, uh, you can cleanse yourself very easily. So like, uh, you know, let's just say you're like, man, I had negative thoughts for like an hour. Oh my God, you don't have to be scared because just that one prayer that I just said can cleanse an entire day of negative thought. It's like one person in the frequency and vibration of love can heal 750,000 people. You got to understand how powerful this energy is. They had monks go do this prayer in a city. Crime rate dropped 10% overnight. It is, it is really, it's a, it's one of the most powerful prayers you can say. So I, I use it often. I, I hope that your, uh, your clients start to use it as well. I definitely feel like it, it resonates. You feel like when you're in that state of anything outside of love is returned to that state of love immediately that that prayer that feeling that when you're angry or jealous or feeling like frustrated that when you say it over and over again you can return to love i do believe that i also believe in feeling your feeling too which means if i'm let's just say i feel jealous over my spouse and i feel he's connecting with another woman and like and 
he's like overly laughing at her jokes or something. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling jealous, (laughs) (laughs) which this has happened before. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, let me let me get connected and let me feel this. Where is this jealousy actually coming from? I'll ask myself that question. And sometimes a memory, a repressed memory will come up, but you don't even need that memory to come up. It's just like, this isn't about him laughing with that girl. I want him to be loved. This is about how I don't feel like I'm enough when he's laughing with someone else. Mm -hmm. So let me just feel that. And then I get to move into, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Feel and then move into the prayer. Feel what you need to feel. If that jealousy comes up, let that jealousy bring you wisdom. Let it bring a repressed memory. Let it release that samskara. Let it release that energy and then move into the prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. What you're saying, there's also this prerequisite of acceptance. I think most people, when those feelings come up, they're ashamed of them, right? Yes. Like me in the past, I used to be a very jealous, uh, jealous lover. And what's crazy is that the more I shamed that and resisted it and got mad at myself for it and hit it, the more it actually act out. Yeah. When I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm on this way. You know, I had my mom, whatever, my relationship with my mom in the past. It's okay. And I, when I actually communicated that to my ex-partner with this, like, acceptance and not anger, just being like, haha, this happened, like, whatever, and felt it, it just cleared very fast. And I stopped feeling that way. Wow. So just, just why, why do you think shame does that? Why, why does the shame over our, our negative sensations, our negative emotions, negative thoughts, why does it actually make them stronger? Why does it lead to us having them more and more over time? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, programs, patterns, you're literally like the best computer ever. <laughs> so it's it's following a neuropathway in your brain, which got your needs meant before. So if you were a child and anger got your needs meant or you got what you want, you'll go down that pathway again if you're not getting your way. So if you're not getting your way with your spouse, what's the ultimatum? So my so let me give you an example. My mom and dad used my mom used divorce a lot when we were a kid. So she would say, I'm sorry, Carolyn, your father and I are getting divorced. They never did. They're still together. They, they have their 50th wedding anniversary coming up in July. But she used it as a tactic to negotiate. When she wasn't getting her way, she would say, I want a divorce. So when I first got with my second husband, who was a healthy relationship, I would use that tactic when I didn't get my way. I would say, fine, well, then I can't take it. I want a divorce. He's like, babe, he's like, I know that you might have used this in the past relationships. He's like, this isn't a healthy way to communicate. He's like, can we communicate in a better way? And and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yes, we can. I was like, I didn't know that we could have healthy conflict. Let's talk. But it really comes from our, our, our lack of being able to communicate what we need. So when you're feeling jealous, you can say, look, I feel jealous because I have not enough energy within me. It doesn't have anything to do with her. It has to do with when you're around someone who is has like same similar energy to you i'm sure you felt that before right where there's someone who has a, like really similar energy and it's almost like a hey that's me you know it's like it feels that way so it'll bring up not enough it'll start to release your patterns um and, and so why i share this though is because when that energy comes up um you you can feel it and then you can go into healing it so i'll give you an example my husband the other day was um angry and so when we're angry, we do our best not to project, but we're allowed to feel our anger for a minute. So he looked at me and we were in heated conversation. And my husband looks at me. He's like, he's like, I'm really angry. This has nothing to do with you. And he turns. I'm not telling anyone to do this, but he turns. He grabs the table and he like slams the table down. And then I'm so turned on that he's like actually feeling his anger anger, and not projecting at me. I'm like, I don't even know what we're fighting about. Let's go to the bedroom. Like, I don't 
don't even care. And we both started laughing. But I'm sharing this because when you don't project your stuff at someone and you actually just feel it, because we can project blame and victimization without even realizing it's like unconscious because our culture is addicted to suffering and victim consciousness because that's how we learn to communicate and get our way. Most of us had had a tremendous amount of challenge and a tremendous amount of support at times. So it's just like we haven't learned how to self-regulate. We haven't learned how to communicate. And so when you're going into these past patterns of like jealousy or anger or doubt or fear, you're addicted to it. It's actually meeting your needs in some way. And so you have to, that's when the pain has to be turned up, right? Let's just say jealousy, it, it hasn't, but let's just say that jealousy caused you a tremendous amount of pain. You change it, right? If it caused you a lot, like lost relationships, that kind of stuff. When the pain gets great enough, we'll change. I'm asking your listeners to don't wait until the pain gets changed enough to actually choose to decide to process their energy at will. We can choose to consciously change or we can go kicking and screaming where God turns up the heat in our reality to get us to become awake and conscious. And this is the new age sage, right? So it's like, it's all about that new consciousness, that new awareness, that new awakening. How can we how can we heal and learn to love those parts of ourselves we don't like without them letting them, without letting them affect our frequency or affect our, our thoughts or ability to attract something, right? Because let's say I'm, okay, for me, excuse me, I have a, a part of me, you know, as a kid who never felt like it was, my big one, I never felt like I was worthy of love, right? That's something I, I've, healing throughout throughout time but then yeah. <clears throat> i'll notice that way of thinking a lot and i can't it's tough because i don't want to shame it but at the same time i can't be thinking that way all the time because then i'll track things along that those lines so how can we go into that side of ourselves and heal it without it affecting our our, our attraction our frequency you know what i'm saying what's that line like how can we actually heal those parts of ourselves you're gonna love this without letting them take over our, our frequency and our, our attractive qualities what if those things that you're resisting is actually the path to the manifestations that you want. What a feeling, the disappointment, the rejection, like the two greatest fears of all humans beings. This isn't just you. Do you know what they are, the two greatest fears? No. That we're not enough and we won't be loved. Mm-hmm. Every if, if I ask and ask questions to someone and I go down the pathway, the, the two greatest fears, if I say, okay, well, why did you do that? Why did you have the affair? Why did you, like, why all these things? It goes down to, well, I'm afraid I'm not enough and I'm afraid I won't be loved. So those are the two greatest uh, fears that humans have. And we dictate our entire life around these fears. And so why I share this is when you're manifesting and, and a samskara is trying to come up, right now you have a process where you're thinking, well, if I don't think like that, because I don't want to manifest that, I don't even want to think on terms of that. I don't even want to think lack thoughts. I don't want to think that way at all. So it's like you're running from that. You, you don't have to run from those thoughts because then you're you're creating the tiger chasing you. Well, I'll never feel those thoughts because I don't want to manifest it. Ah. It's like, don't do that. Just it's okay. I'm going to give you a process right now. And this this will this can work with any negative thought that you're having trouble getting over. You take your right hand and you just say delete, dissolve, disintegrate. And and you'll you just you close your eyes, delete, and you imagine like a purple light coming out of your hand, delete, dissolve, disintegrate. That's one tactic you can use. Delete, dissolve, disintegrate. And you just imagine that thought going into dust. Now, some of these thought patterns are trying to change. So let's just say you have a a a little boy, like a, like let's just say I have a little girl within me that feels Okay, here's a perfect example. I started my business back in 2014 when I was getting a divorce. I felt like my life wasn't worth living unless I was helping people. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine living that existence? Like, you don't feel like your life is worth living. And the only way that you feel like you're worthy enough to exist is if you're actually achieving something. 
or helping another human being. That's my, that's my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had to go into those patterns, that thought of suicide. I actually had to go into my, my, my dad's twin brother committed suicide. Uh, there's people in my family, my, my cousin committed suicide. Like there's a pattern of suicide in my family. And I had those thoughts come up. And sometimes those thoughts still come up. But I face them with so much love now. I bring them close to me. I let my husband know. I'm like, hey, those thoughts are up. I don't resist them. I don't run from them. I'm just like, okay, this is here. <sighs> let me feel what I need to feel. Sometimes I feel like I just don't want to exist. Sometimes I just feel like life is so hard. I'm just acknowledging these versions of myself. That doesn't mean I'm attracting death or I'm attracting that reality. I'm just allowing it to peacefully coexist with me. I'm not running from it. I'm not trying to destroy it. I'm not, it's not a monster I'm fighting because I'm really just fighting myself. Yeah, so what, what you're saying, what my interpretation is that if we don't actually feel these things that are blocking us, like feeling them clears our path to achieve the thing, right? Like let's say our timeline to get the thing we love the, or our manifestation or our partner, the path is clearing the blockages, right? So ultimately the fast track there, fast track, is to feel the stuff that's, that's stopping us from getting there. So it's ultimately like it's working in your favor. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And what I'm trying to say is that God is weaving a reality outside of you and trying to get every way possible to you through signs, through movies, through people to get you to feel these things so God can be closer to you. That's what I believe. Yeah. I, I, I believe even if someone's hurting you on the outside, it's only so you can release that energy on the inside. Can't tell you how many fights that I've been in. I'm like, man, that person's being so unreasonable. Or even with my husband, I'm like, God, I, I wish he wasn't the way he was. But as soon as I reach to change my outside reality, I stop. I have a process and I say, wait, I'm choosing to reach outside. I'm choosing to try to change something outside. What needs to be connected inside first? Here's the process that I use. I don't take action on the outside unless I have one of these three states present. Joy, acceptance, or enthusiasm. If one, of, if, if one of these things isn't present in my state, I don't take action, right? If acceptance, joy, or enthusiasm isn't present, I won't take action. And so my ability to, if I'm taking action out of fear, like if I, if I, like, have you ever been with a, a, a like I've been, worked with a lot of coaches and healers and I can feel if someone's coming from like need or desperation or fear or just love. They just, hey, they just really want to help me. They're, they're so not attached to this, right? That's what manifestation's all about. It's like, I, you know what I say to myself? I say this or something better. If this person says no, all right, that next person's coming around the corner even better than that guy or even better than that girl. And so that's how I live my life through manifestation. I'm like, it's always working out. And, and you said something, or this is something my mentor says, is he says, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And when you start to operate at that belief, instead of saying, why is this happening? You say, what is this teaching me? Your life totally changes me. What is, what is this person showing up? How is it God dressed in drag right in front of me? What am I supposed to learn right now? What if the game wasn't about uh, getting uh, to a billion bucks in the bank or having a trillion followers? Or what, 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 if, what if the goal wasn't all of these things and the goal was just conscious connection with each other? I'm going to get to the end of my life and like I, I do this exercise with my clients. It actually makes me cry because I, I feel so reverent for my life now. Um, but I do this exercise with my clients that says, if you had 30 days to live and what would you do? What would you change? Right. 
And if they write down anything, I know that they're not living the way they want to live. Someone who's truly spiritually connected, someone who's truly living life on purpose, they won't change a thing. They're already living exactly the way they live their life as if, if, as if a sword is suspended from a spider web above their head. That's how they live their life. That's how a true, conscious, spiritual person lives their life, knowing that they could die any moment. But I have people do this exercise. What would you do in 30 days? If, if you only had 30 days to live, what would you, and people write down all these amazing things. I had one, I had one person that said they would go to uh, visit Turkey, right? They ended up going to Turkey, meant their soulmate in Turkey. <laughs> I, I had one person that said uh, they would finally go on that dating site. They went on this dating site and they meant the love of their life who proposed three months later. So I'm, I, I'm not talking, like, it is insane when you think, you think you have time. The people listening right now, they think they have time. That's why they hold on to judgments. They hold on to resentments. If, if you're in physical pain or if you think you're about to die or some something comes into your mind, you're not worrying about anything anymore, right? It, it, it's a whole new consciousness that comes online, right? And so you, you have to bring that consciousness on yourself so you can start to live a life that you consciously choose and love. Right now, people are living lives that are just past programs from their mom and dad that they are living out right now, whether it's with lack, whether it's with relationships, whether it's with their health. Um, but you you can change. That's the great thing is we can change. I, what are things you're currently shifting through personally? Because I feel like you've already done a lot of the work. What are the things you're currently, like, what do you struggle with right now? What are things you oh, actually, yeah. you're moving through right now? What's the agenda for you right now? Oh, this is such a great question. Okay, so first of all, let me let everybody know that um I still suffer. I still struggle. This is a practice every single day. I've been doing this work 10 years and I still have parts of me that feel like it's not enough. I still have jealous parts. I, the, I still, I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, um, uh, some of the things that I'm working on kind of piecing together is how to, how to translate the, the energy work that I do where someone can actually understand through my words and get the energy work through my words. And and so so right now I'm uh, I'm working on this formula where it's like people are thinking that their outside manifestations are going to get them what they want, but I've gotten everything I want. And sometimes I'm still really unhappy. And so I am realizing now that it's not the outside things that make us happy. It's a paradox. And it's most people do not understand this. I, I wish everyone to be able to get the money that they want, get the relationship they want. You're still going to be you. You're still going to you have an emotional home that you go to often. If you live a life of frustration, stress and doubt, that's your emotional home. If you live a life of love and joy and connection, that's your emotional home. Everyone has an emotional home. No person doesn't. And so what I realized is I could create emotional homes that I really love to live in without things happening on the outside. But that was the paradox for me. It was it was just life-changing for me. I, I get emotional talking about it because it's like I realized that nothing outside of me was ever truly going to make me happy, that I was trying to fill up this empty. I felt so empty. And I just kept trying to fill it up with clients, with money, with helping people, with my husband, with, with, with anything that I could grasp onto. I was clinging to anything outside so I didn't have to feel my own pain. I'm just feeling like, I'm not enough. I can't be myself around people. Like all of these lies I would tell myself. And so the beauty of this is I, I keep facing all these versions of me. And um, it's life changing because I keep getting to love all these little girl parts of me. And as I love these little girl parts of me, I'm able to love you more. 
because then I don't judge myself within. So I'm not going to judge you if you show up in that state. Yep. So I get to become more loving. I want to be the most, my goal is to become the most loving, compassionate soul on the planet. I want to walk into a space and I want my heart just to open and people just to feel loved around me and safe around me. And so that's what I want to awaken people to is compassionate, the most compassionate, conscious version of themselves. Because I know we can change the world if we can have that understanding. And so, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on now is yeah. is really focusing on creating that amazing emotional home within and realizing how great we actually have it. Most people can't see it. Most people are, are, are projecting a nightmare, but they're in heaven. We create heaven or hell within ourselves. For sure. That's why my, my story with that I can relate is when, when I was a kid and things weren't working out for me in, in like egoistic ways, right? Like I, I wasn't getting the, the girls I wanted. I wasn't doing well academically. It wasn't popular. I was, wasn't like that was a chubby, unattractive kid then. But then I was, I, I saw, I've been, I have the gift of vision. I can kind of see into the future. Sounds weird, but just kind of one of my, no, my things. Wonderful. It's a curse in some ways, which I'm about to get to. <laughs> I, I always saw it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. And then I got to that point in, in college where I was, you know, went to a, one of the top schools in the world. I was, you know, doing as well as you could. I was, had dating the most beautiful woman and I felt suicidal. I felt awful. And for me, that's when I discovered that illusion of like, my ego got everything I wanted. I was still fucking miserable. So then I learned the lesson <laughs> yes. there. But then, like, it's still in me. Uh, what I'm going to now is I, I had a vision. Right? I did a psychedelic. I stopped doing it a while ago. But when the last time I did them, I saw my whole future. I saw everything. Um, and it was it was insane. And success-wise, that's why I'm doing what I do now. So what I struggle with now is is knowing that reality is there, that this this massive success is coming. And I know it's there, but right now it's just not here. And it's just this, this egoistic, like, inner child frustration this, this illusion that I, I believe egoistically that, that once that comes, then everything will be okay. And I, I know it's a lie, but still I can't. My whole body is integrated into, into that knowledge. Yeah. So how, how did you how did you do that? How, how did you actually make your whole system stop believing that lie? Because I can intellectually see it. I can be like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. But my whole system is still like, no, you know, it, it doesn't. I'm not in full resonance in my, in my system with getting out of that trap. Yeah. yeah. So that's first of all, I love that question, and I love the way that you describe that. That's really beautiful. Um, so first of all, anybody listening, it's like, <laughs> um, who here also feels like <laughs> they want what they want sooner rather than later, right? Like we all want to. We all have that thought of when I get this, then I'll be happy. When I get this, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be able to relax. Then oh, when I I used to say when I have this much money, then I'll feel safe around money. I flew past that. And I'm like, well, maybe if I get this much, then I'll feel safe. There is no number. You just have to feel your lack. You just have to feel scared around that. You know, um, most of us have had a, a culture where our parents would say certain things to us around money. So we have these money beliefs that may not serve us. And you have to you have to get rid of them. You could have a tremendous amount of money on the outside, but still feel unwealthy on the inside. Um, think about Robin Williams. He had a tremendous amount of wealth, fame. He still committed suicide, right? And so that's what I'm saying. You need to build the rich energy state within. It's all about energy richness within. And, and, and so when it comes to your ability to be able to say, man, I feel like, so what they call this in India is they call it a projected mind myth. And this is where your mind projects a myth that there's a greater reality, that the grass is greener over there, and that you're missing out on this reality. All minds do this. Yes. Yep. And so the way that you stop 
having this inner emptiness because it is so painful to believe that lie that there is a reality out there that you're supposed to be living that you're not living yet. It's the most painful thing ever. And so how you stop that is coming into the now. It's coming into witness consciousness because your mind is just, you're you're feeling the future. I can't tell you how many times I, I felt that too, where I felt the abundance, I felt the success. And if you can feel joy about it, that's wonderful. Keep doing that. Keep practicing feeling that future energy because if you change the way you perceive the past, you can change the trajectory of your future. So what I often do in my meditations and my healings is I'll have people go back to their childhood and see really painful moments uh, and they'll view it as like there's a gift. And instead of that thing happening, they're with their angels or there was God or their experience. I think when people go through severe trauma, they're not actually present in that moment. They're with God. That's why people who have a tremendous amount of trauma in their life normally become healers or spiritual people uh, because they've just been through so much trauma. Their brains work th differently than other people's. Um, and so uh, when it comes to your ability to be able to and, and there's this place you can check out. It's called Biosyrodonaut in Sedona, and they test your brainwaves. One of my healer mentors told me, go get your brainwaves tested. You're doing something that other people don't have. And I have something called waking delta waves, and I have about 50 times more than the average person. I used to have grandma seizures when I was a kid. Um, I, uh, I hit my head twice when I was a kid, really hard, like, uh, you know, ga gushing blood, stuff like that. So I'm sharing that as my brain works differently than other people's brain. But anyone can get to that waking delta wave. Uh, anyone can. And through practice meditation, uh, through closing their eyes, through getting connected, through practicing seeing the future before it's here, and then seeing, hey, wait a second, this is beautiful. If you started to do this and get into that future, and you're doing it and you're bringing the feeling into now, that's good. When you start to say, I should be over there and you feel pain, that's when you need to say, is this true? It's a question. I, if you want to live in a friendly universe, ask yourself this question often. Is this true? Can I be 100% certain that this is true? Question your thoughts if you want to live in a friendly reality. So that's what I would say to that. When those thoughts come up that, hey, I want to be over there where I'm making this much money, where I'm impacting millions of people, where uh, my message is translating to billions of people. I think about that. and I'm like, I'm still going to be me. <laughs> Even if I get the all the things that I, I'm wanting and, and I help heal the world, I'm like, I still see the world as like this beautiful place. I still, uh, yeah, do we need to make changes? Of course, but I, I just feel like, if you can tap more into that, because I think there's a part of you that wants to go to that future to see it, to create it, do it. There's a time for that. But don't go into the projected mind myth where you feel inner emptiness because you're 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 thinking that there's a reality out there that you should be living that you're not. That's when you have to say, is this true? Can I be 100% certain that it's true? How many times have uh, you've heard stories? I've heard so many stories of people getting the fame, getting the money, getting the girl, getting the guy, and it's not what they think it's going to be. It's not. So that's why you guys have to create your emotional. We have to create our emotional home first before the outside manifestation comes. How do you want to feel? I want to feel loved. I want to feel good. I want to feel present. I, and, and I and I start doing this before I ever get to that future reality. I had to feel successful back in 2014 when I'm watching my my kids sleep on my sister's couch with me. I had to practice feeling successful before I became a multimillionaire. I had to practice it. You don't think there was thoughts going in my head that were like, yeah, right. You're on your sister's couch. <laughs> you are not successful, right? And all these thoughts would come up, but I would just say, no, 
I am successful. And I kept seeing myself successful. I was like, no, I am successful. So I just kept retraining myself to go down a different pathway in my mind. No, I am successful. And my mind would say, yeah, but you're lying to yourself. You're not. Look at this reality that you have now. And I would say, it's not a lie because I'm feeling the energy of the future. That's, I'm not lying. I'm feeling the future energy. I mean, you're not, when you're not coming from that lack, you can actually feel it. You can taste the experience, right? Like you can, who gets those places of money, fame, of recognition, of, of validity, of support, and can actually be present with it and enjoy it and feel grateful? Almost no one, right? So I think another plus for this work is I'm assuming now that when you're in when you're in a big audience or you get paid a certain amount, you can take a pause and feel, wow, this is I'm blessed. And almost no one could do that, right? When you see most when I see most people who are successful, it's just they get or even me when I have had successes, I get something and for a second I'm like, oh, and then my brain immediately goes to like, well, fuck, I got better than this next time, but it's it's a lack. So it's it's you can you can experience those things now and really be present and feel like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it it really is incredible. And and you take this energy, like if I could leave everyone with, I know I've I feel like I've shared a lot of in my toolbox for you guys. If you are watching this, like if, I hope people are taking notes as they're listening to this and they're about the Pono Pono prayer, about how to create your future, about how to manifest, how to feel your feelings and and really be aware of them, acknowledge them, validate them. It doesn't mean it's true. That's the biggest thing I want to leave people with. Validation doesn't mean it's true. So when I put my hands on my chest and say, I say at times I just feel like I'm not enough, it doesn't mean I'm not enough. It's just validation for that part of me that feels like I'm not enough. And then that not enough part doesn't guide me. Do you understand? When we resist these aspects of our split personality, because uh, I like to call it the fragmented parts of your personality that actually get split off, they're trying to be integrated. You're constantly trying to become healed. Just like if you get a cut on your arm, your body is going to try to heal. You're constantly healing. You are a healing machine. And so... Um, our job is to stop creating all that resistance towards it and actually move through it. So, you know, that bridge that you might be afraid to walk over, like those victim thoughts might, like I believe the biggest victims in the world can be the biggest gift bringers when that energy is transformed. And so I think it's it's really beautiful when you start to understand, you know what, okay, I understand why people don't heal. They're addicted to their suffering. They're addicted to their story. They're addicted to their victimization. And it's easier for us to say that we're not ready than us to say I'm stubborn and stuck in my ways of being, yeah. right? And so I, I think for us, that conscious awareness of really taking a look at life and saying, what's really going on here? What's beyond what I'm currently seeing in this reality? Where's the gift? What's, you know, th those questions that you ask yourself are, are really powerful. The quality of your questions are the quality of your life. Yeah, I'm going to end with, with this question. Is I noticed that there's two paths we're on in humanity is, the path of destruction, the path of healing. We go to the path of healing once we realize we've been destroying ourselves so long. It's just like requisite of like, oh, I've been destroying my life for so long, now I have to have to heal. So on that note, for people who are just starting this process, we're realizing that, wow, I've been destroying myself, my life, my, my frequency, my everything for so long, I'm in so much pain. In that moment, for those who are just starting, who are so heavy, what's what's the most important thing they should be doing to, to lift out of that state of, of being? How do we lift out of the state of being? What's, a, what's like the most, the biggest thing for someone just starting this process to start doing? Like who's just on, on the path of healing? For them. Who just started the process of healing. We just started the process. You know, because I, I think the more I've gone through my journey, the more I've been like, okay, it gets easier, right? But when I just started, when I just was like, what the fuck? When I just had that awakening of, holy shit, I've been a piece of shit for so many years. I'm in so much pain, all these things. What can that person at that moment be doing? 
to to move the needle because that's the hardest part to move from I think yeah. Lucas can I just say I, I appreciate what you just said so much and I think your listeners will too um, <laughs> you're from the east coast you had told me yes yeah. <laughs> I think the east coast uh, west coast I'm sure has this too but east coast people I hear them say this more than anyone else where it's like I feel like such a piece of shit <laughs> And so I'm, I'm, I'm bringing some playful and laughterness to this because I literally I was doing my healing process the other day and I was like, man, sometimes I just feel like such a piece of shit. It's not true. But if if our parents or things have been said to us, the East Coast a little bit rougher. And so if for someone who's just starting out the healing process and they're like, you know what, I really want to start to heal. I really want to start to be pay kind attention to myself. I want to start to create a reality that I really love. I want to start to create abundance in all areas and relationships. The biggest thing that you can do is get crystal clear on what you want. When I was first starting out in 2014, I was like, I, I, I remember I saw someone on stage and I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm supposed to do. I literally, I felt this jealous feeling and see jealousy isn't bad. Jealousy points the way to what you want. When you feel jealousy, that just means someone is displaying a positive aspect in something that you want, you have within you. And so I was like, that's who I want to be. I want to be a motivate. I remember I wanted to be a motivational speaker. It, it, it turned to healer, but I, I remember that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I got crystal clear on that. What I was, that's what I was going to do. And then I got crystal clear that I wanted a husband who really respected me, who appreciated me, who saw my gifts. I got really clear on that. I got really clear that I wanted a healthy body. In fact, I had breast implants um, for uh, 13 years, really big ones too, and I loved them, but they were they were blocking my heart. And I'm not saying anybody has to get rid of them. I'm just saying um, for me... Uh, the implants were a way for me to feel like I was enough. If I had big boobs, then I was enough. And so I got rid of them. And oh, my God, it was just like years of like not enough feeling came off of me when they came out. My entire body started to heal. Like things started to change. It was so incredible. Why I even share that is because when you start this healing process, be prepared for change to come in pretty quickly. Because right now, if you're not doing the healing process, remember I said God will turn up the heat in your life. And you're like, why me? Why is this happening to me? (laughs) Ask, what is this trying to teach me? How is this for me? Okay, my life's falling apart, but how could something better be coming together? So when you, as soon as you start this healing process, write down exactly what you want. Be clear. Don't just say you want more money. Okay, here's a dollar. Right? Get crystal clear on how much money you want to make. Get crystal clear on what type of person you want to bring into your life. Clarity brings manifestation. Clarity brings results. And then be be dedicated to seeing that future before it happens. Remember those two words. Thank you. Use them often. Say it. The first thing you should wake up, thank you. I'm alive. I'm awake. You start practicing better thoughts. Remember I told you, think the thought, I am love. Think the thought, I lovingly approve of myself. I don't need anyone else outside of me to, I approve of myself. Right? And so like all of a sudden you're practicing kind thoughts and those kind thoughts become a pattern within you and programmed within you. So the best thing I could tell people who are just starting out, um, create new programs and patterns that you want to embed into your body, into your nervous system and practice them. There's something that my mentor gave to me. And I'll leave everyone with this. You really want to embed it into your body when you're working out or when you're running. I'll run and I say, I am amazing. I am the light within the dark. I turn blindness into sight. I turn death into sound. I turn darkness into light. And I, I will repeat these things. Uh, like, uh, you know, I'm a leader. I can serve. Like, I, I'll go over these incantations. I, and I'm running as fast as I can as I'm embedding these into my body. I do cold plunges. I get in the water and I feel like I'm dying. And I'll breathe in and out slowly. And I'll be like, I am a healer. 
I am connected to God. I am love. And and so in these states where my body is like really going full force, I embedded in there. It, it, they're called incantations. Um, and it's basically, it's different than an affirmation because an affirmation, remember I said I, I was doing affirmations on my sister's couch. It'll work, but not as well as incantations. Affirmations is where you just sit there and you'll say, I am successful, right? Like I did uh, back then. And it'll it'll work to an extent, but if you really want it fast, get the incantation, get it in your body. I, you know, I can, I will, I must, you know, uh, create my destiny, whatever, create incantations that really serve you. And then those will be Become your thoughts and each new kind thought that you have when you start paying kind attention to yourself those thoughts springboard and then you create new narrow pathways in your brain and your body and then you start the healing process your body will start to heal i can't tell you how many people autoimmune disease healed like all these things start to get healed when they start to stop resisting the healing that was taking place they stop resisting the relationship that was supposed to end a long time ago think about people wait until the pain gets so great they wait to go to the doctor until the pain's great enough they wait till the relationship until the pain is really really great they wait until uh their finances until they have to take a look at it and the pain's great enough right so it's like don't wait until the pain gets great enough start consciously choosing to change now and do that by getting clear on what you want and really acting as if you already have that which you want and really allowing all versions of you to exist on your path on your way so th that's what i would i would leave people with it's just like this bring the most compassionate conscious version of yourself to the surface because that compassion is going to yield you so much abundance so much love you get way more with compassion than you do with any other type of energy that's my belief so yes that's what i would leave people with right thank you so much even me listening on the other side of this there's just so many incredible codes or, or pieces of wisdom i didn't even think of or i, I mean i did think of i didn't something about the way you say it made it like stick to my body if that makes sense i yeah. think that's your intention right like yes people talk to me like and my head will get it but something is like hitting me in my, yes in my so, yes yes that's I, my I, intention i appreciate the the power where, where can people find you to to learn more about all, all your, your absolutely gifts? uh well on facebook i'm carolyn ozuna but i have a website called spark your sparkyourrockstar.com they can go there and check me out um, I'm actually uh, I have free trainings all the time so they can look me up and head to one of my free trainings and they'll, I have meditations that they can also get as well so I'll, I'll make sure to send you the link cool amazing thank you so much I yes. appreciate it thank you so much Lucas this is awesome you're amazing you too <laughs>